Into the Nexus is a production of AMove.TV. Bookmark AMove TV for other great video games and esports podcasts. Into the Nexus is sponsored by listeners like you via patreon.com slash ITN. I could be wrong. And welcome back, everyone. This is Into the Nexus, the podcast all about Heroes of the Storm. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, here as always with Kyle Ferguson. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing just fine myself, man. It's it's uh, <laughs> This is an interesting week to be a Blizzard fan uh, for reasons yeah. that don't pertain to Mothership Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that stuff a little bit. We are. We but, are. Uh, the, the, the show's gonna be. You know, we've had we've had two big guests in a row. We were doing some art talk. We went straight into deep dive strategy with not paradox. So welcome to the personal show. We're all gonna sit down. You know, inside the actor studio, inside the into the Nexus studio, into the studio Nexus. It's We're going to do gonna our nice. bread and butter. It's going to be yeah. the Garrett and Kyle bromance hour, which is what everyone subscribed to in the first place when they added this to their podcast feed. Or it was one of those episodes I wasn't on with Jay Howe, and you're like, this show is great. And then I came back, and you're like, oh, shoot. I thought it was better than, than it actually was. Or maybe it could have been Garrett and Duncan, and you're like, who's this Kyle guy? So you well, know, That was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. It's about the video game. But I want to lead with you. Because you had a big five stack experience this week. You suck it out. You went for you went for it. You enjoyed the five stack. So you wanted more. I yes, I enjoyed your five stack. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no shade at anyone, by the way. Everyone I played with this week, great. Everyone putting their 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 best in, putting their heart into it. Um, but yeah, so last week, Kyle, I did like a I had just like a mini group night it was like three of us me and my our good buddy Daribo, our good friend twammy we all happen to be on at the same time and i've been kind of talking to Daribo. i'm like i think i want to do like a team night on monday nights i think that's the thing i want to do and he's like i'm free just let me know so it's pretty casual right now you know this this isn't a call for some roster i'm not signing up for ngs this is not happening okay i don't have time but i'm having a good time had a really good time when i subbed with you and so i got the itch and uh so last week played with twammy played with Daribo. we owned we ended five one like it was one of the mo- the smoothest nights of Storm League I've ever had in Heroes of the Storm, and so this past Monday, do it again. So I went into our went over to our uh, patron Discord, and I was like, "Hey, anyone here? You know, platter higher? Want to get up to some some five stacking? You know, we're looking for someone who can maybe tank and switch between tank or damage or whatever." And grabbed a couple people, went in, and uh, it was it was a harder night, man. It was a harder night. I mean, we we still picked up some wins, but the losses were. Ooh, they were they were tough losses, and mm. I think we got matched against the same five stack in three separate games, and we lost them every single time. Oh, that's always tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they had very well refined wombo combo cheese, and uh, three of us had only all played together once, and the other two of us had never played together before. So 
He's like, me and Arivo, we've, we've played together a decent amount. We have a good idea of like what picks of ours gel well together. And that's where any synergy begins and ends with this group of players. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I basically learned the lesson that you've been learning over the past couple of weeks. Right. Because what? how long you've been doing this for now? It, it's, it's I guess it's been longer. It's been months for you. But I remember when you first started doing your practice nights with your five stacks, getting ready for league play that you were saying, hey, if anyone thinks that we're gaming the system by grouping up, you should see how much my rating went down. And yeah. that's, you know, the, the feel that's the experience we more or less had this week. Um, but yeah, it's you know, we. I think we just, I think, I think we ended up going two or th- uh, yeah, two and three, if I remember correctly, or maybe two and four might've been two and four, but, um, so we did pick a couple wins, but it was, it was rough. And yeah, going in as a five stack without kind of a predetermined plan about who's picking what and any potential combos that five of you can actually work together towards. It's, it's very difficult to make a dent against, against other five stacks. And I mean, you and I see this with our patron nights sometimes, cause we always go in as a five stack into unranked, but that's, that's a little more, it's unranked, right? It's, uh, uh, there's still a chance of, you know, if you call tails of it coming up tails, um, it's, it's cause it's not as like you're running into like super diehard, try hard five stacks. Yeah, right, because anyone who thinks they have it down is going to be in ranked points, getting some ranked points for themselves. Exactly. Or, I don't know, like they're just uh, degenerate Chogall drafters. and that, But that's all right. Those exist, and every now and then they need to remind you that they exist. Right, they need an outlet. Unrank is kind of where they get that out of their system before they have to go back to ETC Vol or whatever the other version of the Chogall is. Uh, you're not wrong. It, it's, it's a fascinating issue with the rank system, of course, because... If you say, I got two masters solo, that was a very, very different experience than a five stack. And if you five stack, you have five stacks you're fighting or higher MMR people. The biggest difference, I think, when you get above plat there is that the macro, the economy, the camp management, the lane stuff, the rotates all don't matter as much anymore. Like when... When we end up, because uh, we got we got Kai berries and gold, we got slice and plat. Then we have Breakwood, who's diamond masters, usually masters, and so we end up sometimes in these platy games. And there we're great. We, we can out macro, we can out strategy, we can time things well. But the second it gets to a diamond five stack, it's all just about you're deleted. It's about Diablo not using a wall, but charging you, picking you up, and then a Stukov hand goes under it, and you're just dead. And you go, oh man. We need to learn a wombo combo. That's what my team needs. And it ain't easy. It's way more easy to coordinate a bunch of random people into like doing a properly timed camp or all meeting for an objective. And that enemy team doesn't even go to the objective as a full five stack. So you win and you get a pick and it snowballs and you win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Kind of the experience I was having. Uh, so shout out to uh, Storm and Torian, by the way, the other two that uh, that that completed the five stack on Monday night. We had a good time playing with those guys. And uh, I've, I've, I'm, I still want to keep plinking away at it, man. I want to keep I want to figure it out. So, yeah, really, um, ETC was just giving us hell all night. And I think on at least three separate occasions, I was like, we just need Kyle's ETC in here. So we don't need to worry about the ETC. Boy, that's a that's a story. I've got I've got a lot oh, of stories this week, man. Okay. Uh oh. This sounds. Is, I sense baggage in the tone of your voice. 
Oh, dude, dude, I, I have team baggage and I've got personal baggage. It is Heroes of the Storm is a wild, wild game right now. We were doing Heroes Lounge and we had Coffee, who is an Alarak and Kel'Thuzad main. I did figure out through conversations and I'll explain that a little bit later, but people use the Heroes Lounge or NGS website to look up each other. So they get their bands from there because you can't really go like going on their Heroes profile or their Hot Slogs account because you might get... You know, the, like people might see me playing a bunch of Malfurion or something like that. And you're not going to ban my Malfurion, and I'm not going to do that in the organized play environment. But we've started getting enough games in that system in those websites. That first two bands are just Alarak, Kel'Thuzad, knocking out coffee completely. And he, he does a good Greymane. He does a good Zeratul. He's got other things. But we do a double rotate bruiser. Because we stack on top of coffee and stack him and go, 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 you know, and that, that's our snowball. That's our entire strategy. So we've been getting just drafted out and we now have enough games in there that everybody knows we love Dragonshire and Towers of Doom. So those two, you get two map bands. Those are now out. So my team has reached a point in Heroes Lounge where there's data on us and we're not getting to play anything we're good at. So that, that, that's Ooh. one that's one issue. Okay, yeah, that's something I don't think most players are used to dealing with. Yeah. Unless you're like a one yeah. trick. Oh my god, dude, we ran to a Zeratul run one trick this week. Ugh. <laughs> uh, right? I have a notepad now, and this player's name is on it. <laughs> there you go. Those happen. But it, it, I ran into a Tracer main. Sadly, their name was super generic, so I'll never see them again, or know it's them again. But uh, yeah, luckily, hopefully that person had a nice, unique name for you to write down and, and stalk around. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we, it's memorable. We got an NGS, and things are crazy more serious than Heroes Lounge. And we got destroyed. We, we have been destroyed two games in a row. I will toot my own horn that since I took over shot calling, we didn't lose a single match or series until this week started. But... Coffee's not on that team. We're waiting for a replacement player. And as of today, my assassin got their accounts suspended for, I think, you know, maybe getting a little heated in a quick match. Oh, so no. we are seriously, I mean, they're, uh, what is the temporary ban would be the yeah, temporary the, ban the, of one month. The technical term. Oh my Lord. Kyle. So N NGS has a lot of smurf protection to make sure that nothing gets, you know, too weird or cheaty. Yeah, so you were you talking about this before the show, right? Like, if players are unfamiliar, like, you can't play an NGS on a Smurf account. Right. Which is great. Except for in the situation where we've now lost our Assassin player. So, we spent three month, months training up, basically, Kel'Thuzad Alarak comps. Back to back to back. All right, we lost who, that guy. He's being replaced. Anyone and in the chat room from your, from your stream? Anyone? Hey, is Kyle telling the truth? Is it Kyle that got banned? Is that the problem? I'm good. I'm good. Did you, I'm do, you good. Need just... to, do you need to admit something? Did you have a rough time and you 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 unloaded on someone? Nope. Nope. I, I went and stacked blocks with my son. It was delightful. You know, I've got lots of great opportunities to calm down in my house. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm got my eye on you, Kyle. I think I think you might be hiding <laughs> something. <laughs> no, I'm good. But we we are now out our two two primary assassins with a game tonight, and we're playing with a sub and our new player who is just showing up for the first time, who is now going to be the permanent. So I'm expecting we're going to be owned for an extended period of time. 
while we figure this out. I bet you're loving the uh, I bet you're loving the advice in 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 live chat on a on a team with two new players. Oh, during uh, during the the games and stuff, it's man, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> Next week on uh, on the YouTube for Heroes Heart, there's going to be a how to draft in bronze video where I basically say you need to ignore the statement. If everyone was better, I wouldn't have to work so hard. Yeah, but that's a tough pill to sp- swallow yeah. sometimes. Well, man. yeah, no, I'm just I'm getting to like like there's just nothing worse than than unsolicited advice when you're kind of starting a, a new again right it's just like so i mean i i don't know i just i could imagine that being no my my ego is 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 strewn on the floor oh i've gotten (laughs) i've gotten the crap beat out of me this week man me too man well we're we're two we're two peas in a bruised ego pod it's you know they're so kind i have to lead with that they're so giving these ngs teams have been through so much they've had to learn so many difficult lessons and they just want to save you the heartache and they're so friendly. But sometimes you take laws of hope into Anna, not really concerned that the healing of laws of hope is going to be died by a grenade and the messages flow out from them about how you're not comboing correctly with your sub character uh, that you've never played with their Mephisto before, except, you know, and like the, I got I got a I got a timestamp list and it is so damn useful. It is it is kind. It is efficient. But man, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Like like I could like I'm I'm trying to imagine like the critiques I suffered senior year of art college. If I had gotten those first week of freshman year, like why? Why? It's not at this point. Let's why this is this is unhelpful. We're we're I'm learning. We're starting from the ground up. But it's know, intense. Some people don't know that. that. That's that's just I I can picture it in my mind. And um I have a feeling you're handling it better than I would. <laughs> I it's but it's all it's all so important stuff, you know? Like like warding. Like 90% of the tank's job is sitting in bushes not soaking that's what you learn in storm league but keeping an eye out for things denying area uh, it's it's a whole different ball game but when so much is going wrong in the background or that's probably not the right word but when when we're struggling to land certain fundamentals me sitting in a bush feels like the most useless thing i could do for that team but it's actually the most useful so there's these there's these troubles in my head about this yeah uh, on uh, on top of this I've been having a tough time in Storm League. It's a uh, the best comparison I can make is Darkest Dungeon, but you don't play that. So let me see if I can think of something else. Uh, you think of any video game or even World of Warcraft, maybe where you have to grind a key to get into something. OK, and grinding right. that key and, and it's spent when you go in. Right. So you grind this key, you open the door to the dungeon thing and you just get your butt beat back out of there. And you're like, wow. What a what a waste of a key. I'm going to OK, and then I'm going to go do all my dailies again. And this daily stuff is really easy. I can do this. All, I could I could beat this with my eyes closed. That's fine. And then you get back through the door and you get your butt beat again. And that's what Storm League is like right now. I went from, you know, where I was doing the bruiser thing. It wasn't working out. We were practicing on Storm League. So we, I went from plat one to diamond one extremely fast this season. Just picking whatever the heck I wanted. just. 
Diablo first pick. Malganis because I want to. ETC because I'm kind of working on it. Is this a May game? Maybe. I'm not the best, but let's see what happens. Oh, maybe. Just, maybe. It's just a just, just straight, just a straight beautiful shot to Diamond 1. And right now it is, it just smacks you across the face. Everybody's counter, counter picking you, counter drafting you has all these crazy plays everyone's getting super tilted because you never land a mosh that hits five people and it and then you go back down to diamond three where it gets super easy again and then you fly back up and it's just this long grind where i finally get one game with really good people and then i'm out of there serious mode in a you know with a game that cost me a lot of points and now i got to do two games for that one game and it's a it's tough to learn these lessons and I wish I could just hang out there for a little bit. Like I could stall my account in Diamond One and just like oh, ruin people's games. I probably don't deserve to be there because I'm learning a lot right now. I got to figure some things out. But one of the things I do have to figure out, Garrett, is, is you know, you're right. Malganis, he's not that great. He's not that. He's, he, can, he can dumpster a bunch of, you know, disorganized folk, but he doesn't have the, the pick potential. I don't, I don't love him, as you know, but, but that's, that's all right. It's all right. I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to do, Kyle? I'm going to sit here. I'm going to go, I told you so. I'm going to dump on you. You fool. Damn. What were you thinking? No, that would be, that'd be so mean. <laughs> How um, dare you be passionate about a hero regardless of their kid? No. And, and I, frankly, I don't have like my only real experience with a Malganus on my team is with you. I don't, it's not something I see picked where I'm playing. So like it's anecdotal at best. Um, but, but yeah, man, uh, similar, similar thoughts, similar experiences myself. Um, my Sonya really failed me this week. Mm. Um, drafted Gazel on purpose, started out good, fell on its face late game. Um, so I'm kind of having one of those, those soul searching moments again. I think I really need to work on my Zool because there were at least two cases this week where I'm like, oh, that would have been a great pick, but I'm not really perked to step on them. Um, yeah. So I think that's next, but at the same time, it's just like, I feel like I know enough solo layers. Like you ever get that point where you're like, do you have this with tanks? Or you're like, for love of God, oh, I yeah. know enough freaking tanks. Do I really need to go learn another one? That's how I feel about solo laners right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of tank squeezing in NGS naturally. So my Diablo gets banned very, very early on. It is the most banned hero against our team. And I'm, I'm like, Ooh, how flattering, but yeah, ETC is hotly, hotly contested because Every Storm League game, at least somebody gets a chance at ETC. No one's going to ban it. Someone's going to pick it. And it's usually me, so we don't have to fight it. But that's not available at all. That is hotly contested. I fought an Anubarak last night who, on Tomb of the Spider Queen, speaking of warding and, you know, just, just hid. Always in a bush. Not like a Genki sort of thing, just always in a bush. Saw you turning in, would walk out, fart out a little beetle, and then walk away. And you're, you're not a DPS. I'm like a tank trying to drop off 30 gems. And this one beetle takes me half an hour to kill. So uh, every time <laughs> I tried to turn in, wherever we were, this Anubarak would be dropping off one beetle. It's like, oh my God, that's how you play Anubarak. <laughs> and, then, and then someone else like, a, like an Orphea or the Stukov would land a slow or you know start a combo. And then from halfway across the map, here comes Anubarak underground and pops you up and stuns you and you're dead. So I, I learned how to play a Nubarak in that situation. That's that, that's awesome, and that was super a, a more effective Zagara than Zagara. There you go, right? The Zagara who lived, the Zagara who lived. Goodness, man! Oh, but that's like, that's. Fun. I, I, 
I can share with you guys a little bit, you know, what the sort of high end talks about when they talk about tanks. Uh, it's nice to know that May's hard. Everyone kind of admits that. May is just hard. You can run, there are teams, and I really like her with things like Uther or, you know, Lili's, uh, people who are going to kind of take care of themselves. If everyone on your team is Rainer or somebody, the Sonyas have a lot of self-heal. If it's just chaos out there and it doesn't really matter if you land perfect combos, May's all right in Storm League. But otherwise, she's really easy to, to dodge. And if you, with the Blizzard at all, kind of like ETC, but without the zoning backup of a second zone, as it were, with the face melt, they're just going to be all on you. So it's really nice to know, May, it's okay if you suck. But the main <laughs> tanks are basically Diablo, ETC, and Garrosh. And Johanna is situational. And that's it. And then you have things that you pick because people ban all the tanks. And that's that's where I got to figure out. And that's where mm. that's where I'm definitely putting my homework right now. We're going like, to talk about one of those potential choices much later in the show. Well, let, let's talk about them now. You want to have the Murden talk? Yeah, let's do it. Let's have the Murden talk. Murden is everywhere right now. And it's fascinating. I don't it's hard to say what happened. In my experience, this isn't true in the high end. I, I asked around a little bit and I was like, what's with all? Every time I pick an ETC, I see a Murden on the enemy side. And in my experience, it's fabulous. Murden has the ability to jump great distances and avoid getting isolated by the face melt. Uh, he has the range on Stormbolt to interrupt the ETC in a lot of situations, a lot like a lot like ETC. You can see the Diablo kind of angling around trying to get that angle in one little stun one big stun actually with a lot of damage on it too is going to knock out that entire engage and then you're free to move around so i'm seeing muradin taken as an etc counter that's not the case in high leagues that that is a uh, a false positive on my part but muradin does either way seem to be getting really really hot right now yeah i've seen him taken quite a bit as well and not necessarily as an etc Counter, I'll need to keep a closer eye on that and see if I'm seeing a correlation there. But I saw quite a bit of Muradins in our games this week, and um, they're rough. They're they're difficult to, to deal with. Um, and then you mentioned you wanted to talk about it on the show, so I was like, yeah, well, it's been a long time since I tried Muradin. I figured I'd just go try some Muradin in a quick match, and it's going really well. I don't even remember the last time I tried this hero. And it just kind of works out. <laughs> Is, he, is where it where it seems to be landing for me. Yeah, he has some serious delete potential. And when it when it comes to this patch and what's happening with him, it seems like the perfect time to learn Muradin because the number one talent for him at four in terms of win rate. Now we, we gotta avoid the high eye end, you know, conversations here a little bit, but Sledgehammer, which gives you that 350% bonus damage to non-heroic targets. That doesn't really matter too much here. It's about hitting an enemy hero grants additional stacks of baseline quest. So if you kind of suck at Muradin, or you're like me, who's kind of bummed out by the fact that Muradin has to play silly for the first 10 minutes of the game, Sledgehammer can really help you out. And kind of like we go, th we go through like Ragnaros Blast Wave metas. And it's like, everybody who's interested, go learn, learn Ragnaros. The easy build is viable for a little bit. This is the time to be learning Muradin. Yeah, yeah. Sledge, I mean, there's good build diversity at four or uh, talent diversity at four. Um, when you look over at Hot Slogs, they're, they're all three are almost neck and neck, but Sledgehammer does eke it out um, in win rate and in popularity. 
and like God, it just it, it, it I like you. I feel like you're you're dancing around saying it. It feels like the most obvious crutch in the world. But damn it, if it just doesn't get results, it's just like even yeah. if you're landing your storm, like even if you're landing your storm bolts, it just gets the quest done so freaking quickly. Well, in the Pierce, then you're into Pierce Town, and mm-hmm. now you're doing way more than you were. You can knock out a siege giant camp with that Pierce really quickly. Uh, you're probably right now going something like Bronzebeard's Rage, so you have a, a little bit of late game lane clear. It's it's a good package. Uh, particularly for the chaos of Storm League. And yeah. I think we'll continue to see it go up while Johanna is isolated in this really weird place. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so, and and weirdly enough, I'm also enjoying it. I can't remember, I can't believe I'm enjoying playing Murden, but I think I'm going to actually like log a few more games with them. Um, well, I, I do want to share some information I've learned this week about Zul for you, because I know you were getting excited about him. He is countered, countered by Diva at the moment. Well, Diva's we still haven't seen her make it through a single draft. She gets around, uh, sadly. You know, every, everyone kind of wants to play the gamble and see if she can get her. It's not crazy. She's up 8.7%, which is plenty, of course. Uh, that w- That's just taking in, like, the last month. If we look at current patch, we're looking at 14% increase, but it's still lower than Probius and Chogall and Lost Vikings, so... It's not like super oppressive. It's just the best normal hero there is right now. Gotcha. And the the thing you do, you know, you you, you got your diva, and you can reduce lane damage or you know hero damage. So you, he's trying to clear a lane, and you just go, nah, uh, just kidding. You know, it's zone, <laughs> you know, and then you get hit, and then you get a bomb ready, and then you ta- cast your bomb, and Zul, who has to commit, can't commit runs around in circles with a blue build, not healing, not doing anything, and probably his team dies or he dies. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I also, uh, in that five stack we ran into, I want to say three times, we started restricting their picks and then we ended up in a game against them where they had took a devil soak Zool and, oh my God, man. I've, 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 it's been a while, but for a while there, I had a lot of experience say, uh, solo laning against Azul on my Sonya. It was delightful. Yeah. It's so easy. She's like, oh, you're making more things? Wonderful. I get more healing. Thank you. But when all the Azul cares about is clearing the lane and moving to the next lane, I can't keep up. Yeah, your goal there is like to out team fight him. If we kind of think of a Towers of Doom sort of scenario where he yeah. is just go and go and go and you report so swiftly and so efficiently you get a kill and then you're back you're back back to your job but you start that snowball and those teams and then the bottom wins and all that sort of thing yeah but uh, that's something we're having trouble right now as a team we were doing zool or another double soaker in these heroes loud matches and just wrecking it in the four-man lane and now that they're like oh my now we're at a level where it's like oh my sonya my diva my individual pick counter Zool. Uh, you guys need to watch out early picking your bruiser. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah you know, until, until this point, it was a, it was a you know, big, big win. We, we got our, we got our Zool first pick, which is a horrible thing to do, you know, on paper because you shouldn't pick your solo laner. You need to see what's happening in the comps and whatnot. But in certain leagues, you can just pick your, you know, like I was talking about earlier where I'm just first picking Diablo because who cares? What's, What's going to stop me in Diamond yeah. 4? Yeah, there's the ideal world and there's the world we live in, right? Like, there's just a 
some realistic scenarios where that's fine and what you're going to do. No one else is showing. What are you going to do, Kyle? You're not going to pick that Zool? I know, right? Uh, So uh, I do. I I feel like I have to get a little cheesy. Um, We basically, as a team, are going to go into custom games, line up a bunch of dummies, be like, Deckard, sleep. Now you, Ring of Frost. Now me, APOC. We did it. Yay. Okay, do it again. And do it again. Nobody wake up anybody from the Deckards. Like we, it, it, I think we, we dream as video gamers that we can be a bit more anime about it. Like all we got to do is get mad and like, well, and the, the, the sparks will fly from our eyeballs and we'll level up. And, but we got to, we got to do some replay reviews, which, you know, I, I don't, I don't play this card often, but as a dad, I don't want to watch a replay. <laughs> I want to play the video game. And that's something I need to get over. That's something I'm struggling with because every time we try to do something that's not play, I'm like, I mean, I'm here to play. Why, why don't we play the video game? <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Well, I, we're, 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 we're back in, in, we're back in school, I guess, Kyle, it's time to learn again. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that's going to be fun and interesting. And I'm curious to see where I end up. I'm just humbling out of that lineup of of modifiers. Humbling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all suck. (laughs) Indeed. Well, before we move on with the show, um, we do want to thank our patrons for supporting us over at patreon.com slash ITN. If you'd like Into the Nexus, if you'd like to hear the storm coverage that Kyle and I are bringing you, the Patreon is the best way to support us and every little bit helps. So it's completely opt-in. It's completely up to you. Whatever works for you works for us. So go check it out. Get access to our Discord. Sign up for our monthly patron night games. As a matter of fact, we're doing one next Thursday, Kyle, on October 1st. Gonna gonna play some Heroes of the Storm with the patrons. It's gonna be great. Yeah. That'd be a good time. And so uh, go check it out. Patreon.com slash ITN. And to, uh, we have a new patron this week, Kyle. And it, I'm going to do my best not to butcher your name. But thank you very much. Francois Xavier Latendras. Which I'm Badass. sure I'm not getting that last <laughs> name correct. But whatever. Francois, thank you very much for the support. We really appreciate it. Check it out. Patreon.com slash ITN. And now, Kyle, let's, uh, let's talk about this week's news. We're on, boys! <laughs> let's liven up this place! The moment is upon us. Yes, I'd mana tap that. You know, Kyle, uh, we we talk about things, we talk about certain games that sequels would just be unwise to. You know, World of Warcraft probably shouldn't do World of Warcraft 2. It didn't work out very well for EverQuest. Uh, mm. Heroes of the Storm 2, that'd be weird. I mean, I'd, all down, I'd be down for a super exciting, you know, even prettier looking version of Heroes of the Storm, but, uh, you know, it'd be weird and probably not the best, especially with how many skins we've collected. But I gotta say, Kyle... I didn't think they would ever make a sequel to Blizzard Entertainment. (laughs) I had no idea where you were going with it. Well done. Freaking Mike Morheim is uh, is back, Uh, has awoken like uh, the nicest, most approachable Cthulhu you've ever known. Hmm. And uh, has a new studio. Well, has like a new umbrella studio encompassing two smaller studios. Uh, (laughs) Mike Morheim has taken, as I explained it on Angry Chicken last night, um, everyone from Blizzard that you know of that didn't go to second dinner with Ben Brode and started a new studio. Can't blame him. Yeah. Uh, It's called Dreamhaven, and it's then broken down into two sub-studios, Moonshot and Secret Door. 
And dude, have you looked at the roster of developers? It's going to be interesting. I mean, we got to wait two years. It's going to be a long wait to see what the heck they're doing. We don't even there. know if it could be longer. It could be shorter. We don't know. They haven't said. We, don't, we have no idea when we're going to see anything. I mean, that's like an assumption. Um, yeah. But again, the names. Are you aware of who is over on Moonshot, Kyle? A man. Me, rattle him off. A man we've talked about many, many times here on this podcast because this man had a lot to do with Heroes of the Storm. Dustin Browder, who we know exited Blizzard shortly after it was leaked that a StarCraft shooter was uh, not only in development but canceled and under mm. Browder's uh, watch. Br- Browder left Blizzard. Didn't say where he was going, what he was doing, uh, has popped up alongside um, Ben Thompson, the previous lead artist on Hearthstone, uh, Derek Sakamoto, lead UI designer on Hearthstone, uh, Jason Chase, just kind of Blizzard savant, has touched a lot of different projects at Blizzard, and many other names over on the Moonshot team. So this is where Router ended up. Yeah. That's insane. This is crazy. Like, uh. I hope it's an RTS. <laughs> I, Just I, Kyle, I'm not a betting man, mm-hmm. but I would bet an amount of money you would be comfortable with that it is not going to be an <laughs> RTS. Damn. Yeah. I mean, could you think of a less relevant genre? Oh, I'm being honest. I'm being brutally honest. No, you're right. You're right. Being brutally, brutally honest. Um, that, that is a, a game type that just doesn't seem to have legs at the moment. I I think an RTS and I think an MMO would be horrendous decisions. Yeah. Business Um, decisions, but you know, yeah, that's what I want. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just nuts. It's nuts. And then Chris Sigety, uh, you know, who like let up StarCraft Two for a long time, is over on the other team, Secret Door, alongside a bunch of other crazy Blizzard veterans. It's it's nuts, man. The the uh, and um, a, a lot of the names I didn't recognize, I looked up, and they were like technical artists on Heroes of the Storm. Hmm. So there's just a lot of great talent over here, and um. I was I was making this joke on Angry Chicken. I'll make it here. I just hope it doesn't end up like Bonfire, where it's just like Bonfire was announced. I think in 2016. We still haven't heard Jack. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't Ben Bread working on like a Marvel game? That's over at Second Open? Dinner. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. did announce that they're working on a mobile Marvel game. Right. And Things that time that is the, the group of people over at secret door, which are mo- like mostly comprised of original team five, which is the Hearthstone team members. Those that's the only group of people on earth where the phrase mobile Marvel game could be uttered. And I would be anything <laughs> other than glazed over in a coma with boredom. Sure. Um, but because they're doing it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to check this game out when it releases because they made an amazing freaking game in Hearthstone. Um, but this, I mean, what's going on over at, at Dreamhaven with, with Morheim? Like, it's nutty, man. Like, folks were stoked yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. If you can't tell, I'm trying very hard not to get swept away in the hype. But 
I kind of want to get swept away in the hype just a little bit. Yeah, just like, just for a second, waiting. man. There's just, too much waiting. Just for a second. I, I can't open that box of hype yet. It's, it's too distant, <laughs> too far off. I've got I've got cyberpunk to worry about right now. This whole uh, oh whole no, what year. a shame! You have cyberpunk. Oh God, what a horrible world we live in where we need to get through cyberpunk. I know it's going to be hard work, man. You got to schedule. You got to coordinate. You know <laughs> these things. You got to make sure you're still good enough at Heroes of the Storm while you're playing cyberpunk. These things happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what do you, what do you think of all this? Cause like, there's a lot of flowery language on the site and in, in the, in, in the surrounding interviews, um, about wanting this studio to be like a good example for the industry as a whole, which seems to be targeting headlines surrounding blizzard over the past couple of years. It's hard not to make that association. Um, sure. At the same time, Warheim's foot in the bill. Well, they're, they're not mean, taking investors at the moment. It seems like that's also age, you know, like that to get right down to it. Like there, you have a lot of passionate young people who work in video games and they give it their crazy all. And as the industries develop, we've learned that taking advantage of that passion isn't the right thing to do. There's burnout. There's a, there's a tax on that sort of passion. And I certainly don't blame the older guys from Blizzard being like, can we do this with like, without those trappings? Could I like see my family on the weekend? Would not sleep under my desk? Would that be okay? And they got, they basically pulled everyone together who says, yes, that's a wonderful idea. Let's make hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's just kind of the vibe I'm getting. Like, um, it's, it's, if you've followed Blizzard for any amount of time, this is an exciting group of talented individuals. Yeah. So, and that's just kind of how I'm feeling. But at the same time, like getting, when I think about it in the, in the light of heroes of the storm or the other game that I spent a lot of time covering Hearthstone, like I'm excited about this, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, the games that I'm currently covering that Blizzard makes, like they're freaking good. And I really like the people on the teams that make it. Like if, if, if we're, if you're going to talk about like the cult of personality, that is this announcement that makes people so excited Man, like the current Hearthstone team is full of amazing people, and so is the current Heroes of the Storm team. I mean, just go back two episodes, listen to uh, Kinnebrew, you know, talk about what it's like making art on the team. Listen to our episodes with Daisy Jackson, like the Heroes team. Man, I love, I love everyone over there that we've talked to. They're just the nicest, most passionate folk. No, I, I don't think that's that's not being put on trial here. And if the higher ups, the old guard, is out to do their own thing. That means there's room for momentum in Blizzard and things can change hands again and have new passionate people who hopefully won't be exploited for that passion rise up and take those positions. So I think this is good for both sides. We, yeah. You, you can't change. People have been with the company that long. They need a change. They're ingrained in the system and breaking their own system is going to allow them to be free and make a thing like Dreamhaven. At the same time, you get to have that escalation of people who are now free to do what they want to do with the game. And I think we've seen a really, really good switch over with the loss of Browder. I think he made a very passionate game. I think he had a vision that was quick match, right? He wanted to make this very free-flowing kind of game where Illidan could become a tank and be the assassin if he needed to. And it was all about dealing with these random elements. And frankly, it was a really, really good time. 
It was a very different sort of time. Talents, I think, mattered more. But we eventually, as we do with all things, optimized. We figured out that Illidan still playing like an assassin, but taking first aid and everything else made him better. It, it's that it's whole World of Warcraft problem with, you know, the, the, the days of Thoughtbot. Like, you cut out the information, you got a free-flowing, living, breathing world, as I always hate that phrase, but you can have an ecosystem where there's a lot more creativity. Yeah. But the second we start to take player feedback, which is important, figure out what's optimized, which is important for winning, that goes away. And I, and I don't think Dustin, you know, I, I can't speak for the guy, but the feeling I got was that was not the game that Dustin Browder wanted to make. He wasn't extremely interested in the drafting, what the pros wanted. So he left. And there was a turmoil time where things were dictated by the pros. And now we find ourselves taken on by this new group, regime, whatever you want to call it. Then they have elevated the home game. And I love them for it. Yeah, that's that's like, that's why we're still, because dude, when HGC ended, we were very concerned. You and I had multiple meetings of like, crap, like what's the next game? Because clearly this is over. And here we are multiple years later. Uh, still doing the show because it is so much. It's so unique. It's so unique in the MOBA space because every other MOBA is dictated by its competitive scene. And here's the storm now isn't. And it's always something that I, as a player have struggled with because I, I don't really care. I, I've, I'm annoyed when uh, balance changes are made as a result of the competitive scene, because that's not the level I'm playing at. If I, even if I was playing at that level, I'm usually not playing in a coordinated environment. And so all of the changes that happen around that is hard to get excited about. And so it's really unique to be to be playing this MOBA and have it be updated solely around the, the game at home. There was an interesting article on Destructoid this last week that basically gave a summary of everything that's been happening in Heroes of the Storm. And it, you know, it, it did mention the interview with uh, Brew. And they said, Brew brought into the Nexus the idea. And I'm like, ah! Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, what was the show after all? That was nice. Thank you, Destructoid. But uh, the, the comments, the comments below are like, hold it, what? Heroes? I thought no one was doing that anymore. Are we, did I quit something that's that's great? I've been off here playing, you know, uh, oh man, there's a lot of great games to play right now, but you know what I mean. I. This is news to me, man. I did not realize we ended up on Destructoid. I, we didn't. But the phrase into the nexus was used mm. uncapitalized to describe the brew interview. Hmm. <laughs> also, all right, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, brew is bringing up uh, Blackthorn again. Brew, you're really you're doing a great job. Your your campaign strategy is strong. I like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. That is just the best. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about something else really weird? BlizzCon? <laughs> the BlizzCon line. But yeah, so, I, uh, so BlizzCon line just sounds like the thing I don't want to wait in merch for. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. Um, listen, I am it's a sucker right for really basic, clean, modern logos where you just mess with font weight and call it done. Um, yeah. And so, therefore, I kind of dig this logo, but um, also BlizzCon line 
just sounds dumb. <laughs> this is not a great what? name. <laughs> you know, it's it's like when you name a, if, if we were to name this show like Heroes Pod or you know, there's got there's got to be a better. You know, it's, it's 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 sitting right there. Someone It'd be like if you there. named your hero statistics website Hot Slogs, um, and then someone else took ownership of that site and had the chance to change it but didn't. Maybe. Maybe that seems personal, huh? Hmm. No, what, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no you're idea what you're weird. talking about, Kyle. Hots. But, you know, you're, the, Go there. The, the Avengers theme plays. Someone has the words BlizzCon and online, and they slowly push them together, and light radiates and emerges into one beautiful picture. You can't deny them that this is a great name on paper, but I never want to say it aloud. No, no. It works well as a visual. It does not work well as a, something you read aloud. So I've, I've just been saying BlizzCon online. Um so, yeah, uh, it's happening. Like, we, we, they, they said it was going to be happening in early 2021, and they're following through with that because BlizzCon Online has been announced for February 19th through the 20th. They are sticking to their two-day event, um, and the official announcement is really only for the community uh, contests. So if you're interested right. in cosplay or the talent contest or the art contest, any of those sorts of things, that's what is getting set in stone here that it's happening. Here's the rules. Here's how you register. There's no other news, but it also makes sense, right? Cause dude, like how many times have we been on the last episode of into the nexus before here, but before heroes of the storm before BlizzCon, And we're like the game that matters. Yeah, I know. I get you. Hey, uh, blizzard, where's your schedule for BlizzCon? Cause we would like to know what's going on, what to expect. And also we'd like some free easy content while we muse about what these panels are actually going to be about. So it doesn't, it doesn't make, it makes total sense that that there's not much to this announcement outside of the contest, but we now know it's happening. And so to that, Kyle, I ask you, what do you want to see from heroes on the, the BlizzCon online? Well, we got a hero. We got a hero to go. They they've said as much. I mean, this is this has been the year of reworks, and I do not want to dismiss that particularly when we look at those pick rates and heroes becoming more popular than they ever were before. There's certainly, I'm sure, a lot of rework heroes on that docket as well. But nothing quite brings people into the game, and nothing's quite as exciting as that new hero. And I would love to see that just be on the main screen, I guess, this time. I I just I, I want I want it loud and proud and everybody to have to see that heroes gets a new hero in front of their eyeballs with the you know, whatever kind of thing you can do to it. I love the the behind the scenes kind of breakdowns that they do with the with the art or going to the technical side of things, it'd be fun to see a retrospective on how this game is built and optimized over the years. But I want that new hero. Who do you think would be a BlizzCon worthy hero? Because we talk about that, right? About yeah. heroes. Like if the, if it's announced at a BlizzCon, it has to carry a certain weight. It has to have a certain celebrity to it. Hmm. You know, Deathwing was huge. Pun intended, huge. I guess. Literally. Yeah. Literally and figuratively speaking. Um, I guess the Alex Straza Hanzo one is the one that strikes me as not a huge deal. But like Ragnaros was big. Cho'Gal was absurd. Right. We were sitting there scratching our head, our heads, pun intended, going, how the hell does Cho'Gal work? <laughs> like, well, wait, that That's also like overworked Heroes Team time period. So it, it's a little... It's a little weird in my memory because it was like, here's Chogall punching himself in the face. And by the way, Tracer, Greymane, Lenara, then just like, bam, bam, bam. Just like, calm down. Oh my God, that's so much. And they, 
I wasn't um that also the Lee Ming year, if I'm thinking correctly. Like I, they a couple of BlizzCons were just like five heroes listed. I Tracer was like a PNG image. I feel but, like Lee Ming wasn't a BlizzCon announcement. I think Lee Ming just got added. But I could I, I you know I could be wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um But the, I'd I'd say of all of them, the Varian uh cinematic into Ragnaros was just awesome. Oh, like, so that's the good. I'll, and like if you're a fan of both WoW and Heroes, like I was, and I think you were even playing at the time, like we had just gone through Varian's death in the game of World of Warcraft, and then we get this like weirdly emotional tribute to the character in this hero announcement at BlizzCon. And uh, yeah, that was, that was really freaking well done, but I don't know. I don't know. As, as stoked as I am for thing like, 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 like bruise pitch for, for Blackthorn. And what I mean, Blackthorn would be kind of cool because it's so old school, right? It's like a deep cut. If you're a blizzard fan, I could yeah. see that actually working. I could see that working. I don't, yeah, I, I, I've got a burden of riches. I got my Malganus, you know, even if, even if I shouldn't be allowed to play him when I get the diamond <laughs> one. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten my list. I, of course, would love, you know, for my own personal reasons to see a more Warcraft 3 Kel'Thuzad, but what they did made an extremely unique hero that I don't want to play. But, you know, there's also these mystery heroes like Urel. Why? I, I, I don't see myself being a Urel fan, but that was an awesome kit that I love so much. May is certainly not high on my list, but I'm really enjoying her and practicing her. So sometimes it just it just shocks you with Stukov, another like, you know, background character that I ended up loving. I have no idea what I'd want. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of um, in the dark as well, and I, and I don't like. I still want just base units. Like I still want like a Muta hero or like a, a Warcraft Knoll hero. I mean, call it Hogger if you want to give it a name. Um, like those are the kind of things that would make me weirdly excited, but I don't think would would cut it. I don't think it's yeah it's hype enough. Like, yeah. So I'm not too sure outside of uh, then finding a way to make a core replacement hero work. <laughs> And I have no doubt that a lot of our ideas and requests in that department would be. I mean, I, I want that. So it's the overmind. So I get deep, un, you know, under deep uh, cultist Orphea. <laughs> I mean, you could just ask for that skin. I know, but, you know, it'd be really cool as part of like, a, you know, Cthulhu event. We got we got uh, the overmind or we got uh, Cthulhu or whoever ends up being that. Yucks are on. And then we. Yeah, we just we just dress up Orphea and uh, I mean, White Mane would look awesome in that sort of style, too. I just, you know, Alarak was one that was really cool. He was almost he's too cool. Even I'm going to go that far. He he is way too cool. Like having your team colors be black and red. It's just too awesome of a combo. You got to pick something else. It's uh, it's, it's, that is those colors, actually. Raphael and Vegeta like combined. It's just too much. You, you can't you, you can't give it all you know there's a lot of anime examples i won't go there but <laughs> like the 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 servant of man what's the alarak skin where he's got squid face it's got a great name to it too i'm not i'm completely spacing i am forgetting as well maybe someone in chat will remember i'm terrible with skin names servant of something or other man it's great 
It's great skin. Highly playable. I would assume Nazoth because it's Squiddy, but... Nazoth. There we go. Yeah. Herald, of Nazoth? Nazoth. Herald of Nazoth. Herald of okay. Nazoth. Gotcha. But, but by the way, uh, Brew, oh my gosh, I forgot I forgot to list that one for him when I was saying highly playable. That's another one for you. <laughs> Changes the game. I mean, Alarak is pretty cool without it, but... Yeah, oh, he's, he's great. Yeah, no, sure he's cool. It's, yeah, it's not like May. I, I, I needed that Death Knight skin. I really did. Alarak, I can deal. Protoss are cool enough in their own right. Though, whew, I think Draenei Protoss is super cool. I bought that. I bought that Artanis skin, man. I, I kind of want to play some Artanis now. Oh, he's, he's still good. People really value him on Battlefield Eternity. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan in the world. I have so many. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, sorry. I was thinking uh, in, Infernal Shrines. I was like, I have so many Shrines picks, man. But never mind, you were talking Battlefield. Um, and I think it it speaks to kind of the place we're in with heroes right now. Usually when we bring up any BlizzCon hero, the chat just flows with ideas of what they want. And it's a little tame. Like the people still want, you know, Sarfang and of course these big, you know, old god heroes we've talked about just to represent. But I think Deathwing gave us that dragon we needed. Yeah. And now we're not really sure where to go. I, I would really like like a proper undead from World of Warcraft or a or a proper Torin from Warcraft. Mm. Um because like ETC's cool, but I I want I want like a a totem swinging like the freaking tree post totem torrent. Sure. Um, or a pr- like a proper hunched over undead, you know, I don't know, make it whatever named character you want to make it, but I think that'd be sweet. Problem is, I guess most of the famous ones are rogues and we've already got Valera. So maybe I just want an undead Valera of skin, <laughs> but yeah, says Naga, any that. Naga. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's it right there. I think the, I think the correct answer of things that would make sense is like a Lady Vosh or um, what's her name? Um, oh, my God. I'm blanking. Uh, Ajara. Sure. Either of those would that would be that would that'd be the kind of thing that would if BlitzCon was in person would elicit a lot of cheers. And Lilith would be cool, too. Oh. I think you may have just hit landed on something there, buddy. You got to walk out there as the dude. You spend the whole early game like farming stacks of minions. Then you get four minions, line them up and make a big blanket out of them. And then <laughs> level 10, you summon the demon. <laughs> That'd be sick. Be totally but sick. of course, I, here I here I am saying, hey, give me a level 10 that completely changes my character. Like I thought of that forever ago with. Draxus, right? You play as a gnome for the first half of the game, and then you get to play as Draxus. Oh yeah, Freaking. but I'm I'm also the one who's trying desperately to master a Diablo Apoc combo in game versus real people because you don't get to play until level ten, and actually the level twenty Hellgate combo is way easier. <laughs> so on burden of execution. Probably not the right idea to make me play some other hero for the first couple minutes and then change my character out. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, you mentioned Jaraxxus again, man. That's exactly, that would be, that's a total BlizzCon hero, right? Like, like it's all this hype and this buildup. Imagine the trailer, Kyle. Go on this journey with me. Uh, and, you know, it's like, oh my God, what is this hero they're about to announce? And this little dorky warlock gnome walks out and you're like, what? And then portal opens and he explodes and Jaraxxus comes out. 
Yeah, yeah. And do like a voice pack for it that's Millhouse for some reason. I don't know. That, that doesn't work with the lore, but, you know, then people can have that. that yeah, Millhouse is a mage. I'm forgetting the name of the the gnome that is the one that summons Duraxis. I, I know he says like, Master Summoner. But I can't yeah, remember what his damn name is. Stuff. Um, but yeah. So there's there's still some there's some stuff. There's some there's some places to be tapped, I think, still. Wilfred Fizzlebang. Thank you so much, Kalis. Wilfred Fizzlebang. Yeah. Master. How could we forget? Uh can we but just honestly when it, sorry, go ahead. When I'm looking, if we're talking like roster right now, I think tank is pretty healthy. I think we have a lot of diverse options that do very different things but are still draftable and we have a decent early pick to late pick structure i think I, we need a sustain assassin i was gonna say support or healer interesting i keep saying support because that's what it used to no, be called that, that's that is their fault dude you're not yeah oh <laughs> blizzard mm, i'm mad at the team for one thing and that's support do you guys know how many voiceovers for videos have had to be re-recorded because I say support instead of healer? <laughs> Too many. I am furious. And what you got? You got like three heroes on that list now. Dude, I still, I still call the four, mercs four knights. I don't call them bruisers. <laughs> I get the night camp. No one knows that anymore. That was so early alpha. I just sound like I am that that the I am the okay grandma meme that's going around right now. That's me. These used oh, to be there, called knights. That's a that's nice grandma. Let's get you to bed. Is that is that a uh, new one? Huh? Well, if you're not oh, if you're not seeing the let's get you to bed grandma memes, then what are you doing with your life, man? They're actually hilarious. no. I'm I'm still everything and uh, everything I see is still uh what DiCaprio you know looking oh, shocked. Oh, holding the holding the drink and laughing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a couple weeks behind. You'll have to excuse me. Mm, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, dude, did you see the the Dustin Browder gif uh, someone made with the Dreamhaven announcement? No. It was, do you remember the gif that went around years ago and it was him reacting to HGC, like completely losing his mind in the crowd? Oh, yeah, yeah. So someone set that to three different headlines. One was like Mike Morheim leaving Blizzard, and it cuts back to Dustin Bratter, like throwing his arms in the air and looking shocked. And then it cuts to a headline of uh, Mike Morheim founds Dreamhaven, and it cuts back to, to Bratter getting really excited. And then it cuts to an article saying that Dustin Bratter is one of the like founding members of this company, and it goes back, and he is completely losing his shit. It's wonderful. Oh, perfect. It's, it's our so well done. That WWE meme where, yeah. the, where uh, Vince McMahon, right, yes. is, is losing yes. in the chair. Yeah. It's yeah, so it. perfect. I'll try and dig it up and add it in the show notes for everybody if you missed it. I don't have it handy chat room. I'm sorry. Maybe say if anyone else uh, in there uh, can find it, let me know. Highly usable meme right there. Yeah, yeah. It's highly draftable meme. It's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So, anyways, um, exciting stuff. Bring on BlizzCon. Like to see what they're gonna have to have to do. But um, yeah. Um, let's let's move on, Kyle, and judge someone else's tier list. <laughs> yeah, we have no stake in this game we're gonna critique what you've done <laughs> we did our own not that long ago that's true we, we exposed our opinions um i mean really because this is grabby's tier list this is us saying here is whether it's right or not uh opinions you will have to contend with from mm. here on out um so uh yeah grabby recently updated his tier list uh, as of september 15th um, so what, what are we, uh, what are we thinking about this, man? What are we thinking? And, you know, top tier, I actually kind of dig that his doesn't have a lot of levels. So it's a little yeah. more, 
generalized. When it goes from first pick, first ban to powerful, viable, which is a very kind way of saying, okay, and not optimal, which is another nice way of saying bad. So I appreciate the approach to this tier list. And I certainly agree with the burden of execution when we come to the bottom tier, because they're not bad. They're just not optimal. Yeah. Yeah. Except stitches. You, that crusade might have gone too far. <laughs> Why? I'm just saying, like, it's, it's. <sighs> the low yourself. leagues need, the low leagues need lane clear too, Garrett, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and when you snap pick a Vala and an Alarak and your solo lane is imperious and then they grab a Lili. They've got very limited choices to save that draft. And one is Johanna, who's going to spend the entire game soaking because everyone there can't. And the other <laughs> choice is Stitches. So what we need to do is find a system where we can critique Stitches for being a butt and not playing a tank role, not lane clearing, going for those big money hooks and gorges. Instead... We can encourage people to say, use Gorge's appeal. Peel the Kerrigan that's maelstroming. Mm -hmm. uh, peel the Illidan that's jumping all over you. Bile would be preferred here. And you now have the baked-in ability to help clear a lane. So please do that job and help out your fellow bronzers. Can I tease you in a meta podcast way? Okay. Oh, ooh, this is okay. All right, I'm going to tease you now, Kyle. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay, here it comes. So that was, that was meant as a joke. Um and I knew we were going to be talking about stitches in an email that you picked. <laughs> so I was just, I was, I was just doing a little prodding before we get to emails uh, later. Uh, you're, you're setting up the email for yeah, later, making yeah. sure it's nice and dramatic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. Actually, I have a stitches anecdote to share with that email, but um, yeah. So um, if, I, so I guess really my first question to you is when we're, when we're looking at uh, what I'm sure will be an extremely, if not already popular tier list because it's from Grubby. Is there anything, is there anything glaring in the lowest end that you're like, I don't know if that belongs there because my first thought is Kira. I feel like Kira's a little low. Hmm. Kira to me is exclusively a Rexar solo lane counter. And it would have likely been better to ban Rexar instead and not have to do Akira. So when we're talking about not optimal, I think that's fair because she can deny, be denied the space she needs and can get stuck on just attacking a tank in a team fight. Gotcha. And then the but, other, the other one is like, um, so Grubby specifies at the top of this that this is for solo queuing. Right. Is Cho'Gall good enough that you would give it a pass <laughs> even if you were solo queuing? Would you, do you think Cho'Gall is right. so good that you would maybe bump him up one and say, yeah, you know what? If you really do want to go on a crusade and try and uh, convince a stranger to be the gall to your Cho or vice versa? Well, that's the danger, right? That's, that's where we would cross the line. And we haven't crossed it yet. Gall... In particular, Gull, which is funny because, you know, these these swap back and forth. Uh, but Gull has the highest win rate of any character in the game right now. And it is based on that Leaden Orb business. It does take some coordination, though. 
And we have not had an outbreak of Cho'Gals to such a degree that he is being solo picked. So for now, I agree it is not a good solo pick. Okay, cool. I personally would not want to play Cho'Gal with a stranger. So I, I tend to agree with you. But I think it's an interesting conversation to work through. It's it's a danger on the horizon for sure. Like that that would be our big like summit meeting where we would say, what is a danger to Heroes of the Storm? Solo picking Cho'Gal. When that becomes an issue, we need to have an action ready for it. Yeah. Summit meeting. Oh, man. Give me flashbacks. It feels like oh, yeah, another lifetime. Oh, it does. It does, yeah. Many ways it was. <laughs> I, but there, there are heroes on this bottom list that I think are just so perfect for not optimal, like Artanis. He does things really, really well. But couldn't you do that with someone else? Couldn't yeah. you do that with a character that can also lane clear? That's the weird thing about amateur opponent and why we still take it on Battlefield of Eternity is it gives him camps. It gives him objective clear. But he still is dueling in lane. And unless mistakes are made by the enemy side, you're not going to capitalize on that. And that's why I think Diablo is in top tier. Because Diablo struggles when there aren't enough mistakes. So when we think about this sort of tier list from someone like Grubby, we need to think that Kel'Thuzad, who can absolutely wreck face, is only inviable rather than powerful because he's about punishing people for making mistakes. And some mistakes are unavoidable, like an Li Ming, who is in the top tier, throwing an orb over terrain and it smacks you in the face. You didn't know. I... <laughs> We, maybe there should have been a broccoli in front of you. That's a mistake. No, that's counterplay. It's a, um, I'm glad you mentioned Lee Ming, Kyle, because I'm, I think I'm getting to the breaking point on triumvirate. <laughs> As in, you can't handle it anymore. I'm it a little over it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I think I've reached the point. I think it's it's been a while since there's been like one hero um, that is kind of the target of my ire. And I think Li Ming is, is reaching that point. It's frustrating. It's frustrating like, like a lot of abilities are, you know, like uh, ETC's amp, uh, Encore. When people are walking into it, you're getting more mosh pits. And when you're in an environment where you can just land mosh pits pretty freely... It's, it's an amazing, amazing talent. Thank you for bringing that up, because that also just needs to be just undone. Just undo that one, please. Control-Z, that change. My goodness. Says the man who's playing Murden right now. Okay, dude, like four exploratory games in one week does not a uh, Murden player make. No, no, no. But yeah, I, I'm just joking, because Murden does have uh, the original version of this on his kit with reverberation at level four, which gives you... Each enemy hero hit reduces the cooldown of heroic ability by 5%. Yeah, yeah. Also, I forgot, I missed the part where Muradin can just be stormbolting up to the entire enemy team for multiple seconds on end. Well, that's called rewind. <laughs> so up to four, <laughs> if they're lined up really nicely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For a shorter window. But that the, the triumvirate is is an interesting an interesting comment. I I agree with you. In like a World of Warcraft world, I would love it if triumvirate didn't trigger on tanks. 
so that when the orb comes flying and I go, I've got your squishies, and I catch that, Lei Ming's like, thanks, and just and that starts lobbing more. I wish it just wasn't of her two freaking missile abilities. I wish it wasn't on the one that's really easy to land. Mm. That's just where I'm. I'm just kind of a little over it. And I love playing Li Ming. Like if I could, if, if, if you told me, Hey, Hey Gary, you can go play Li Ming for a month. I'd be stoked. But yeah, just seeing a, this, it's another one I've been running into a lot in draft and just like freaking orb resets. I'm so done with this. All good for you. You hid behind the wall and threw it blindly and it's a giant ability. So of course it landed. Yeah. It, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. <laughs> that's a really good way to put it so sorry that was and, a little side and the court system is broken because if you were to attempt to inform your fellow jurors why they died everyone in the courtroom will become tilted and run around in circles because it, it is you got to be like it's triumph right you got to be careful out there you can't go being hit by that what, what are you talking about i can i can be hit by anything i want <laughs> it wasn't worth it and there's and, parry, and, and, like and then that and, and it is if it's paired with anything what are you gonna do you're stunned yeah you get out of the way of the biggest ability in the game after you're done being stunned oh okay great thanks for the advice i'll do exactly that but well maybe that you know maybe like quests like we we had quests they went nuts quests were everywhere then we made Kel'Thuzad and we were still in the quest heavy time but I feel like we went that's special that's special for Butcher I disagree but you know Butcher uh Alarak Kel'Thuzad big ones in my mind of course you got Hanzo and Chromie and all these other quest heroes but the ones that are defined by questing maybe we've experimented with this cooldown reduction idea and we make a hero and call it good and that hero is Li Ming and maybe she deserves it. And that's that's her thing, is if she hits things and I guess Mephisto's kind of like that, but it's a little different because it's it's just what he does. <laughs> but it's not as crazy. So um, if uh, if Zul'jin is hard Rainer, then Mephisto is hardly Ming. Is that what you are putting out into that's, the world? It's not a bad thought. It's not bad. <laughs> I mean, the weird... The, there's also an issue with Li Ming that might be not being accounted for in our brains when we think of triumvirate right now. And that is that ether Walker, or I, I believe they say ether in world of Warcraft. So we'll go with ether, but ether, or whatever, I don't know, whatever have you is very popular right now. And that allows Li Ming to teleport more often, therefore adjust her positioning more often to maintain triumvirates. Right. Right. Which is like, I'm not saying it's not fun to play. Um, it's just not fun to play against. So maybe we can fix, maybe we have to fix that avenue so that when you triumph it, you have to actually take your your feet back up and then throw the orb and then be like, oh, hit, I got to do this again rather than teleporting backwards. Oh, that's, yeah, that's an interesting thought is, is make them, you have to choose one or the other, like put it on the same right. talent tier. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So um, other than that, I, I don't know about, I'm going to defer to you, dude, because uh, honestly, I'd rather like Grubby's List. There's not a lot of other things on here that I just go... I don't know about that. Like Kira's the Yeah, I think I, I would love for not optimal to become optimal. I think that that Dahaka is still all right, very stun dependent, and that is a committed play style. Why work so hard? Uh, same with Artanis, Nazebo, Illidan, Valera. Absolutely, you can get wrecked. Probius mains, they're around. These are all great things, but 
I think it's a great list in that way. I'm, of course, sad that Malganus is down and viable rather than powerful, but that's just personal. I think Imperius is not as good as he was without Flash of Anger at the level that it was rocking at. But sure, why not? Uh, the, the bizarre thing about this list is you can easily make a team that I mentioned earlier that would lose in bronze. And I'll just go like in order here, making a team Ana, maybe ETC, but let's do Ana, Garrosh, Imperius, Tracer, and Li Ming. That's in first pick, first band. That's you know, that's the most powerful team we can make. But who would that suck? Uh, like, uh, I, I th- honestly, I think if you just replace the Ana with something that isn't a skill based heal, <laughs> I think you're all right. I think that might I actually kind of work. We've got a lot of burden there with Ana aiming and Imperius aiming and everyone having to aim everything they do, but mostly it's that they can't land clear. So we have to like go into our other, and that's what I'd warn other people looking at this list. We have to go into our other categories in order to make sure you don't get completely zoned out of your game. Otherwise, that's that's just how people might interpret. Uh, Gul'dan, I think Gul'dan is really, really cool right now. Now that he has some really viable drain life talents. Mm-hmm. And people, by playing that build, have learned how to stand their ground, heal through something, and make the positioning the enemy's problem. Or your team has to adjust and play around Gul'dan. But Gul'dan is more viable than he was I in terms of play style. I agree with you, but Gul'dan is one of the main offenders I've seen in the last two weeks of not knowing what comps you can get away with your play style. Because mm. um, I've seen a lot of Gul'dan's just stand and drain and then just get completely womboed into non-existence. Right. And that's maybe the tanks fault in their mind. And it, it could be like Diablo would have to hold on to cooldowns. He's a little better at that since we're doing auto attack build and he has diabolic momentum, but may is one that I would not want to run alongside a ghoul Dan because I'm going to actually, I've, I've won a game today when that same combo. So not a huge deal, but I can't zone for you very efficiently i'd rather be etc maybe even murden who can adjust to your bad position that is now broke out as possibly a bait position mm. okay well cool so like i i would recommend this list overall like if you're if you oh, just yeah. kind of want to cheat sheet look at it kind of you know get inspired i i dig this list quite a bit so would recommend yeah. it's in our notes it's not hard to find i don't know about deckard that's about the, the only one in the top tier outside of imperious that maybe needs an in-between i think we're uh, we will recover we will recover though i really maybe, maybe like deckard having a deckard good. on my team i really really do and i really hate fighting against a deckard yeah i think that once once we've had more time to get away from ruby we're gonna be okay but right now i see a lot of big rubies cast outside of viable range like hey, here here you go the entire back line's full of rubies and i'm like i'm not going back there <laughs> i can't get to those rubies man but also like i mean we, we, we talk about like who is the hard version of an easy character right like i think i think deckard is in a way the easy version of anna at a base level at a base kit level because it's like well you, you should be throwing your heels towards the people you're trying to heal but if you miss it's not wasted it's there on the ground they just need to move That's over true. and pick it up like, so I, I really like Deckard. I'd keep Deckard where he is, personally. I'd go to bat for maybe, Deckard. Maybe it's a guilt thing. Like, Anduin looks so effortless. He's like, he's like, oh, heal. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Thank you, Anduin. That that cost you nothing. I appreciate it. 
a Deckard when I'm low on tank. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so thirsty. Oh, I need all these. No, and you're like, you're like body blocking you, <laughs> your out of the way, and you're like, please, for the love of God, I'm so thirsty. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's a solid list. Check it out. Um, you want to wrap this up with an email about stitches? Let's do that. Darkness, stop calling. Darkness just texted me. It's not a over. It's a hero brawler. You can send your emails to itncast at gmail.com. If you're a patron, you can drop us a message right in the Discord. You can skip the inbox entirely. Heck, if we're hanging around, we might just start chatting right then and there. Feel free to tag us, by the way. You know? Yeah. Not, not always looking. It's fine. I'll, if, I can, if I can chat, I can chat. Uh, anyways, um, Neldog writes in and says, We share a mutual disdain for Stitches and Gorge. Stitches' Gorge encourages him to stay behind the back line and hope to get a sweet hook slash Gorge and take the enemy behind the wall slash fort to secure the kill. What if instead of Gorge eating the target for four seconds, the Gorge targets was simply belched out after half a second directly behind Stitches? About three to four units back. It could also Whoa. slow the. <laughs> that's that's a lot of units back. The implication. I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. If it's on a longer cooldown. I mean, know, I guess we're okay like, with Yoshi. That's what Garrosh is doing. Uh, re, yeah, I guess Yoshi. On a base ability. Egg, it poops out the butt and it's in an egg, but it's still. I don't. I I would rather be disgorged through the front of stitches, please. No, I'm, I'm for it. Go just full gross factor. Let's do it. Okay. Right. Uh, anyway, Neldog continues. It could even slow the target. This would encourage more frontline tanking for stitches while giving him some displacement a la Muradin's Haymaker or Garrosh's Wrecking Ball. He currently has a lowest win rate for tanks post-patch, according to Hot's Logs. Do you feel this is a viable solution? I think it's a potential solution. I guess I'd, I'd put it that way. This is kind of interesting. Um, and the direction is important, right? Because if you're running back... Say they change it to use to do it this way, and you don't get your timing right, and you turn around to run back, you're going to be shooting them in the direction they want to go. So it would encourage you to continue facing the enemy team. I think you're muted. Good point. <laughs> the muting or or the uh, directional? Both. Uh <laughs> No, I yeah, it's, it's, it's that's an interesting snowball you pose, because basically, by making it directional, stitches wants to turn around. Turning turning around takes time. Mm -hmm. If you are stunned, you're still facing forward. If you get locked down, and everyone's like, "Save the person in stitches," and we all CC him, they pop out no problem. So your first thing when you get a gorge is you want to turn around if you're going to get CC'd. So you're creating body block. So maybe, maybe he's right. Like the, the very nature of the ability has caused us to turn around early just in case. And then while you're turned around, you might as well start walking the other direction. I think Neldog's really onto something here. I, I'm not sure about how far back you're shooting the, the target here. Like four units is a lot. But if it's, I mean, Gorge is on a long cooldown compared to something like Garrosh's Toss. And that's, this is, you could compare this in a way because it's, it's displacement over a tank hero, right? But mm. this time we're talking about a heroic here. We're not talking about something that's part of a base kit with regular availability on cooldown. It's, it's interesting. It is interesting. And I, I fought, I played against a good stitches this week. Um, and it, and it's, 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 it's to me reminded me like that. It's kind of a style thing. It's a style of play. Like you, you can't stand Bush Alrax, 
right? That's like the thing that just drives <laughs> yeah. you crazy. Alaraxes oh, yeah. just sit on a mount in a bush, and that's the one thing they do, and they go for their combo, and they don't make it, so they mount up, they go back to the bush, and they wait for their cooldowns to come back up. Yeah, drives, yeah. drives Kyle crazy, in case anyone wasn't here for the last time Kyle went on a rant about bush Alarax. Please, please auto-attack my lane, please. Thank yes, you. For the love of God. Um, and I'm learning about how the tank should always be in the bush, so it's going to drive yeah. me extra nuts, because I'm like, that's my bush! <laughs> But it's like a style thing because the stitches that actually stays in the front line, they're, they're exceptionally survivable. They're so tanky. It's ridiculous. And hook is such a good re-engage. Like you get a good fight in and they're about to get away and make it out with their lives. Stitches hooks, brings them back in. They're dead. That's awesome. And you're holding the front line the entire time. But so many stitches just don't play that way. And I fought one that did and damn it, dude, like it was effective. It was hard to play against. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'm of two minds. I, I because I I don't want to get into the. You and I both are just so tired of the what this community needs is education. Like we yes. don't want that. I'm so over that line of thinking. Those headlines on the subreddit. Those emails being sent in. Like whatever. If you're interested, you're gonna seek it out. And if you're not, no amount of required education is going to help. Um. And but I'm also like kind of weirdly. I don't know. There's there's something about like going out of your way to change the way a uh, 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 an ability behaves to encourage correct play, but I don't know. I kind of dig this. I kind of dig what Nell Dog here is is suggesting. But I think four units has, back is a little much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just don't want to think the what gave the particular uh, digestive process that momentum either, but. It does fix a fundamental issue there. Uh, it gets me interested in a lot of other cool ideas. Like I would love a a taunt of sorts. Uh, there are games like this, but I struggle to think of one at the moment where an ability makes you look a certain direction. And that would be a lot of fun. You want stitches to force people to face a direction? Well, no, like a counterplaying stitches, not with a bunch of CC, but, you know, eyes on me. Like you, you, you taunt in a sense, but they're forced to face their character a certain direction. Oh, well, I mean, Varian's taunt and Garrosh's taunt work that way. It does do that very thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there you go. I mean, I'm not sure how much you want to be. <sighs> Garrosh works. And, uh, and honestly, Taunt Varian, I'm always surprised when Taunt Varian works out. I'm like, oh, that's right. This this sometimes just totally owns. Yeah, and mind control is the exact same thing, unless it's unless someone has a reason it's not, but it's just a ranged taunt of a sort. Yeah. Because they still want to hit you, right? Like, they're, they're not just walking towards you. They're angry at you. Yeah. <laughs> Corny in the chat room says, let's let's ditch a swing with his third arm. The problem oh. is that he just doesn't attack fast enough. Is that what you're, you're suggesting? No, if we still had like crazy production, crazy brawls, I would love kit changes and put Kira's kit on stitches just so I can see that big man swing around. Oh my God. <laughs> just hits you and then, and then just around you in a circle. Nimble stitches would be the most hilarious thing in a game. That would yeah. be so good. What? Oh, how does your brain work? What made you think of that? Chen gets busy. He's he's hauling bud jumping around all the time. You know, it's yeah, not it's not yeah. exclusive to the small character. That, that's that's like panda monks in World of Warcraft. Like if you've ever True. played one, like that's really how they how they function. They're very light on their feet for being, you know, round boys. 
but as I've mentioned earlier, my my big curiosity about stitches right now is the lane clear. We're currently sitting at 60% increased damage to minions and mercenaries, uh, not monsters. Which Johannes is at, I believe, 200%. Now, I'm not sure of the damage numbers, if those kind of equal out similar throughputs, because Condemn probably doesn't do as much damage as Slam. Yeah, that's but I think that's a really cool way. Yeah, it's it just we just need to encourage the stitches to stay in front. I think it's a thing that's mm. and that's where Neldog's brain's at. I think that's where my brain's at, especially after going against a stitches that stayed in front this week. It was like, ooh, this is I have to work with this. There was a time where I main stitches very, very briefly after Malganis release. Because everybody was playing Malganis, he wants to sleep. That. Yeah. yeah, he sleeps, he flies away in a straight line, hook him back, he was dead. And it was a, a delightful good time. I want to run Stitches on Braxis because I think it's an absolute hilarious thing to do. You, the lane is so small, the tower's right there, you get a hook, you're going to get tower shots. Plus, everyone wars you on the pad, you're, you know, doing your eating thing and keeping your health real high, and then they have to run away and you just drag them on back. I, I don't think fixing Gorge is the answer, though. If we're learn to play player education what that momentum gives and how we've been rewarded in our brains to play stitches wrong is very true but i would much rather see him encourage further in that lane clear aspect fair fair well i, I still like your idea nell dog and uh keep writing in folks i find i find these types of Theory crafting of, of of how to adjust heroes. Interesting. So Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for it. Uh, ITNcast at gmail.com. Again, if you're a patron, you can drop this question right there in the patron discord. And I think it's going to bring us to the end of this episode, Kyle. Uh, speaking of the, the, the patron discord, th- uh, thank you again to our patrons for the support. Check it out over at patreon.com slash ITN. Uh, we really appreciate the support, everybody. It really, it means a lot. Um, and thank you to our Patreon producers, Declan H, Cheesy Bob, Chris K, Mike C, and Sean B. You can catch the show live Thursdays at 5 p.m. No, we changed it. We usually do three. Today we started a little late because we felt like playing a game before the show. We played, a video. We played the video game yeah. here in the storm. Yeah. Who can blame us? Twitch.tv slash TV. Give it a follow. It'll let you know when we're live. Or follow us on Twitter at ITNCast because we also tweet when we're going live. But before we go, Kyle, you do all sorts of other stuff. If people want to see you playing Heroes of the Storm, learning, being humbled, where can they find you? <laughs> being tragically humbled over at twitch.tv slash Kyle Ferguson. Please join me. It is going to be a raucous, crazy time while we figure out this brand new team and what how we're going to function in the world of NGS. Those usually happen at 5.30 Pacific time over at twitch.tv slash Kyle Ferguson. Of course, check out kyleferguson.com for everything I do and links to it. I encourage you to check out the newest episode of DMGI the DM Gives Inspiration, Learn to Play, 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I just had my first mailbag of Season 6 and went over types of DMs as well as other questions, but it was a good, it's a good um, portfolio of what the show can look like with various questions in it. So check it out. Yeah, I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. You can go to emove.tv for this podcast and every other single one that I produce. Just put out a new Angry Chicken yesterday. Uh, talked quite a bit about the Dreamhaven stuff because the amount of Hearthstone developers that are over there is kind of insane. 
Sure. Um, and uh, I'd also like to promote, go over to youtube.com slash TV because we're trying something new with the Angry Chicken where we're doing our biggest stories. It's like full-fledged edited YouTube videos. Um, and I may, I put a lot of work into this one and I would just really like you to watch it. Please watch it. Please, please, please watch it. <laughs> so go check that out. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Into the Nexus. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Good luck in your games this weekend. We will see you next Thursday for a new episode and then see you next Thursday night for our patron bonanza. But until then, good luck and have fun. Take care. Take care.